0: I haven't lost my hope in the New Jersey Devils organization, but it might be time to start thinking worst case scenario because the trade deadline will be here before you know it. And quite honestly, I don't think we're in the position to be buyers. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode because I'm hearing a little bit of rumors just float around the internet. So buckle up. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador and you're locked on devil with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And at the time of this recording, the game is still on between the New Jersey Devils and the Buffalo Sabres. Hopefully we can finally get back to what we were doing at the beginning of the year, which was just running and gunning, actually playing somewhat respectable, somewhat decent. So I'm really looking forward to the New Jersey Devils once again taking uh, the ice and just Just trying to, I guess, play with some sort of assertion because if you guys missed the last episode, I basically talked about how the excuses will keep waning thinner for the New Jersey Devils organization and especially towards Lindy Ruff because we got five players back from the COVID protocol. Three of them are going to be crucial for us. So Nico Heiser, Ryan Graves, and also PK Subban, pretty much a coin flip for Subban, but nonetheless still a, a crucial part to our bottom four defense. And overall, I just said with us getting those players back, the excuses are just going to keep getting thinner, thinner, and thinner. And if we continue to struggle, then uh, not only will we be sellers, we will be looking for a new head coach, and we will be continuing to drop games. So hopefully that does not happen because if we continue to lose, If we need to look for a new head coach, and if we are sellers, then we have taken five steps backwards compared to last season, in my opinion. Now, the one thing I talked about the Jonathan Bernier situation is that sometimes we need to start thinking worst case scenario, because what if things don't really work out the way we anticipated? So just bear with me for a second. So let, let's uh, use this episode to have some silly season discussions, because I've been seeing a few Devils names pop up on trade talks, because obviously the Devils were currently not in a good state right now. We have a lot of uh, you know guys that I think uh, a lot of contending teams, especially the teams that are on the outside. Looking in. Similar to us, we'll be uh, just eyeing our players because they can be diamonds in the rough because that's what Lindy Ruff, that's what Tom Fitzgerald, that's what we've been aiming for. We've been aiming for players that kind of fall under the radar. So, if you guys recall, one of the biggest stories for us last season was the surgence of Igor Sharangovich because Sharangovich was a fifth round draft pick, and usually players who are drafted in the fifth round, their chances of making the NHL are slim to none. A few weeks ago, I talked about Nathan Bastian and I talked about how the Seattle Kraken let him go, but we know what he could provide for our energy line what he could provide for our bottom six and when he returned to the New Jersey Devils he made a great impact and I said this could also help Mikey McLeod because while McLeod is really good in the faceoffs, he's just looking for his true identity for our team and like a, a lot of other players but Nathan Bastion is there to help him out or during the course of the offseason I talked about the acquisitions of Ryan Graves and Thomas Tatar because for Ryan Graves Uh, He was with the Colorado Avalanche organization. uh, Had the Devils not traded... For his services, they would have had to expose him in the NHL expansion draft. And quite honestly, the Seattle Kraken probably would have taken Ryan Graves quite honestly because like I said, Diamond and Ruff led the league in plus minus just a few years ago, led the league in defensive shares a couple years ago as well. So for Ryan Graves and his services, they can, can certainly pay dividends for any team he is on. Unfortunately, like I said, he just fell under the radar. He kind of fell into the shadows because the Colorado Avalanche, they have a lot of great players. That just overshadow Ryan Graves. So he's kind of not his own person out there. So, you know, with Kale McCarr, that certainly doesn't help things. Or for Thomas Tatar, he led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago. Unfortunately, Uh, During the pass of their last playoff run, he was benched for a majority of of those games just because his impact wasn't there. But I just said, you know what? Give Tatar a chance and he could be that top six guy for us. And I still believe that. But for right now, we do have to start thinking worst case scenario for the New Jersey Devils. Are we going to be sellers? I really hope not. But like I said, you those. Uh, talks are starting to happen I'm starting to see a little bit of some articles pop up whether it's for pucks and pitchforks the hockey writers all about the jersey.com wherever the case might be I'm seeing a few players uh, names just pop up on those radars because like I said there's a lot of teams that are on the outside looking in looking to make a final push for a playoff spot including teams like the Boston Bruins on the outside looking in or uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who currently uh, do have a playoff spot if the season were to end. However, they're still in the middle of the pack of their respective division. So when you're looking at the Pacific Division, they're actually in the middle. They're in between the Flames and in between the Kings. So uh, a win streak for them can do dividends, but a losing streak can also ruin their season instantly. So it could be quite possible that some of those teams are just telling Tom Fitzgerald that they're interested in a few Devils players. And if you're Tom Fitzgerald, you have to make the right move Because at the same time, you know, sometimes we do have to be sellers when uh, it's just in our calling cards. But at the same time, we do have a lot of talent on this team. We're trying to push everything together. However, you know, you don't want to make a a move that can send us a few years back. Because quite honestly, guys, if we continue to go on this losing streak, if we have to find a new head coach, and if we're just in the same position that we were last year, given the uh, much improvements that we've made over the course of the offseason, then we have done something completely wrong we're still trying to find the answers the excuses that I'm hearing right now and I'll just you know play along and it's just that uh, we've had to deal with a lot of players going in and out of COVID protocol we've had to deal with a lot of injuries but at the same time it doesn't really cost you much to just show just the slightest bit of effort when you hit the rink because some of those games I'm just like the Devils just, just did not come out to play so um, in my opinion like I'm open to trading a few players however at the same time make the right move don't make a move that's just going to help us for like I don't know sometime in the future because we got to be thinking about next year as well just because hey hey we can be competing for a playoff spot for real next year so my thing for Tom Fitzgerald is just be extra cautious when trading this year unless all hope is lost so according to Rob Couch he uh, writes for the hockey writers he wrote an article saying that the Oilers could be targeting a few of these Devils players to just help them uh, make a deeper push into the playoffs because if the season were to end right now like if everything were to stop currently as it is the Edmonton Oilers would be in the playoffs and they would be taking on the Minnesota Wild according to ESPN however the Oilers are fourth in the Pacific Division so that means that they have a wild card spot so I think the Edmonton Oilers are just trying to make some sort of push to just overtake the Vegas Golden Knights and also the Anaheim Ducks because they currently lead the Pacific Division so you know a wild card it, it's nice and all and I'm sure that's what the Devils are aiming for currently however at the same time you would much Rather clinch uh, one of those top three spots in your respective division. So I think the Edmonton Oilers, that's just what they're trying to push for because they have a lot of talent on their roster. You know, you got Connor McDavid, probably the greatest hockey player right now in this generation. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Then you got Leon Dreisettle, and uh, the, those two are just a dynamic duo. I think uh, Dreisettle is just, you know, in the shadow of Connor McDavid, but still just one of the greatest dynamic duos you will see in all of sports. And I am being committed completely honest about that so obviously they want to add just a little bit of more talent just to um you know assess like how uh, far are they trying to get into the playoffs or just trying to make a deeper push like I said they would have a wild card spot if the season were to end right now but obviously they just want that extra piece just to put them over the edge just a little bit so one of the players that came to Rob's mind when he wrote this article was Andreas Janssen so I talked about Andreas Janssen last season and quite honestly guys it doesn't really surprise me that his name is being brought up in trade talk. So according to Rob Couch, he said the situation that the Devils are in reminds me a lot of the trade they made with the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple of seasons ago, sending Blake Coleman over to a Stanley Cup contender with another year remaining on his contract. Remember, Andreas Janssen has this season and also next year. So quite honestly, while his value is still high, maybe be open to trading Andreas Janssen. I don't think he's a long-term solution for the Devils organization. Um, At the same time, you know, he did have that horrible season last year, but he has redeemed himself this year. He's having a much better pace and he just looks a lot more comfortable in the system. But, you know, like I said, this is a business. And I, I did say, give Andreas Janssen uh, just uh, half a season to redeem himself, and he, he's making the most of it right now. So this, of course, will bring back a better return, most likely a first-round pick to the Devils, especially with the season Andreas Johnson is having, and possibly a prospect. Johnson doesn't bring the same type of defensive game that Coleman does. No, he certainly does not. So that may allow some wiggle room in negotiating down from a first-round pick. no no and no. Rob has also mentioned that Janssen can play both wings and does produce a lot of great offense. And he mentioned that Devils head coach Lindy Ruff would definitely be enticed by the idea of coaching someone that embodies the type of player that he loves to coach. And maybe Ruff would have a bit of a say in the decision. So that is true. It does seem like Tom Fitzgerald does listen to um, you know what uh, Lindy Ruff has to say. That's why they got Jonas Siegenthaler onto this team but at the end of the day um, when trading for Janssen so here's my thing for Tom Fitzgerald if I'm Tom Fitzgerald right now and I'm, I'm and I'm in the office I am right now going to get the most I can get out of Andreas Janssen and that includes a first round pick. And here's why. It's just because Janssen has produced great offensive numbers during the course of the season. He's a solid option. Nothing spectacular, but I'm sure any contending team would love to have his presence. And the thing about uh, Tom Fitzgerald is that you have to capitalize on this investment. So my thing is, is like we gave up a prospect to uh, get the services of Andreas Janssen. So I certainly do want a prospect, but I want to uh, first round draft pick because the more first round draft picks the better in my opinion like we could be like the OKC Thunder of the NHL which is we just try to stack up on first round draft picks for any player that we could potentially trade for because our future will be crazy so we've already got uh, two first overall picks on our team we got Nico Heizer and then Jack Hughes then we drafted um, uh, Alexander Holtz last year then we got Shakir Mukama who by the way is playing in the World Junior so check that out he Luke Hughes and Alexander Holtz are Representing their respective countries and world juniors as well unfortunately at the time of recording the united states they had to forfeit their game against switzerland so uh we'll see how that goes out but uh you know uh if you have the time check out those players representing their respective countries and also the new jersey devils organization so anyway when uh highlighting uh that overall trade my thing is is like you know try to get a first round pick for andreas Janssen because i feel as though that will be a great investment for the devils going forward because you know we can use all the extra first round draft picks we could potentially get so that way we have talent to develop right now and then we have talent to develop in the future so essentially we traded Kyle Palmieri for the services of Chase Stillman because that's who we drafted from uh, the New York Islanders first round pick that we gave us and look Kyle Palmieri is not having a good year with the Islanders right now they are dead last in the Metropolitan Division and then Chase Stillman I've I mentioned uh, uh, of his style of play before on this show and I feel like he has a lot of offensive upside that the Devils can look for in the future and I think that's going to be a pretty decent investment that the Devils made trading away an aging Kyle Palmieri who's not doing well so far Travis Zajac is retired and we got Chase Stillman, eighteen years old, and and has uh, hockey history because he's ha- he's had associations with the NHL before through his family, so he knows what it takes to get to this level. So I think that's a pretty decent investment, if you ask me. So uh, if. I'm the Edmonton Oilers. Maybe I do want Andreas Janssen just to put me over the edge and just, you know, try to secure a spot in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I get it. They're a wild card team right now. But still, I'm sure any team will take having uh, the top three position in their respective division every day of the week and twice on Sundays, in my opinion. And you can bet on that. Speaking of bet, I, it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at betonline.ag. So, betonline has you covered this holiday season with more. Props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march its way through the college bowls season and pro football playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers Bet online where the game starts, please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at lockeddown bets for all your betting needs there as well. So basically my whole point was that if we're going to trade Andreas Janssen, I'm open to it because I don't think he's a long-term solution. He's having a very good year right now, but remember what Michael of Locked and Leafs said over the course of the summer. You know, Andreas Janssen, the reason he put up solid production for the Leafs a couple years ago is because he had a lot of great players around him, and this year it could be a fluke year, so my thing is, can we get the same production from Andreas Janssen next year uh, of what he's doing right now? Because last season he had an awful performance this year he's having a respectable performance what am I going to get next year I don't know he's a wild card so my thing is while he's hot right now trade him while his value is still respectable so that way we could get a first round pick for him and if he doesn't do too well with the Edmonton Oilers then and if they don't win a Stanley Cup uh, championship you know then again they're trying to get out the first round but if they don't win a championship then it makes Tom Fitzgerald look like a genius in my opinion because we just finessed a first round pick from the Edmonton Oilers in my opinion so uh, I'm all for trading Andreas Janssen. Now here's a player I am not all for trading for. And uh, this was in an article from the Hockey Writers. This was uh, written by Michael DeRosa. And he said that the Boston Bruins could be aiming for Ryan Graves. And I'm like, no, no, and no, do not trade Ryan Graves under any circumstance so uh, what Michael said was that when Ryan Graves was with the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, they shopped him last season because obviously the expansion draft they would have to expose him they basically didn't want to give him up for nothing Uh, so he's six foot five hand defenseman who is not only an opposing figure on the back end but he can also contribute offensively so my thing for Ryan Graves is that you know I don't really care about the offensive numbers I care more about what he's doing on the defensive side of things because he's paired alongside Dougie Hamilton so let Dougie Hamilton handle the the offense, let Ryan Graves take a bat- back seat. Let Ryan Graves be the Robin to Dougie Hamilton's Batman, in my opinion. So Uh, you know, he's easily is classified as a top four defenseman. So uh, I said over the course of the offseason, because I was hearing a lot of reports saying that Ryan Graves will be great for our bottom four defense. And I said, absolutely not. He will be a top four defenseman. He is going to get a lot of minutes and he's going to make a great contribution for this devil's organization. So uh, he said that Graves has come up as advertised in 25 contests. He has three goals and 10 points and has been defensively responsible with a plus five rating. This particularly impressed considering the Devils' recent struggles. Yeah, yeah, the fact that Ryan Graves is doing well despite the Devils' defensive struggles is really a good thing. So uh, Graves is locked up until the end of the 2022-23 campaign with an affordable $3.16 million cap hit. Uh, it wouldn't be hard for the Bruins to fit him under the salary cap. And uh, before he becomes an unrestricted free agent in the 2023 offseason, Boston could shop him as a rental. He would be a fantastic addition if the Devils are willing to trade him. No no, no, and no. Do not do not even think about trading Ryan Graves at the end of the season or when it's um uh, w- w- when it becomes available, try to extend him. In my opinion, we need Ryan Grace. That is a long-term solution. That's a diamond in the rough. We traded him for essentially nothing, or we got him for essentially nothing, excuse me. So my thing for Ryan Grace is that we need to keep him. Yes, I'm sure we could get a first-round pick for him. I'm sure um, you know the Boston Bruins, because they're on the outside looking in, they're currently in the hunt for a playoff position. Uh, right now in the Atlantic Division, they're actually somewhere in the middle. they are three points behind the Detroit Red Wings. So my thing for um, Boston is like, look, I get Ryan Grace can help you and i get that you might only use them for a rental but for the devil's organization we think of him as a long-term solution we don't think of him as a rental and i even said it when we first got him was that you know what this is one of the main domino pieces to fall for the Devils to have a successful offseason. So, in my opinion, if we're going to trade anybody, uh, make it Andreas Janssen because uh, Michael also mentioned in this article that Andreas Janssen could be an option for the Boston Bruins to trade for. And it seems like Andreas Janssen, it seems like he is the hot firecracker for the Devils organization because let's face it, we're not going to part ways with Nico Hezier. We're not going to part ways with Jack Hughes. Most likely, we're not going to part ways with Jesper Brat. Uh Mackenzie Blackwood, same situation. And uh, I don't think anybody wants P.K. Subban. We, we could try to trade for P.K. Subban, but we've tried it already. But uh, overall, I just think uh, the main target for a lot of teams is going to be Andreas Janssen. So worst case scenario, uh, come the trade deadline, I think we can expect to see Andreas Janssen possibly be moved from the Devils organization. Now, there's another player that the Boston Bruins might be targeting, and that is Mikey McLeod. So unlike the other two players on the list, so uh, according to this article, they listed Andreas Janssen and Ryan Grace, Michael McLeod is off to a bit of a slow start this season. In 30 games, he has two goals and eight points. Well, with that, he has a minus uh, eight rating. So yeah, Mikey McLeod, if the Boston Bruins really want him, then I guess we could... um, I'm a little torn for Mikey McCloud just because I know what his upside is, but I think the key thing for him is that Miles Wood is out, so he doesn't really have that glue piece on his respective line to have an impact. So getting Nathan Bastion back actually did wonders for Mikey McLeod for a short period of time. So once we get Miles Wood back, I think that'll do wonders for Mikey McLeod. So I'm not really willing to give up on Michael McLeod quite yet. Look, I get that, you know, the only category he really does well in is the face-off category. I know we want more production from him, but keep in mind, he was second on our team in hits last season alongside Nathan Bastion and Miles Wood actually had one of his best productive seasons last year and it would have gone much higher had the season not been capped off at 56 games so in my opinion like uh for the devils i'd say don't be too hasty to trade a player. What um, once the trade deadline approaches, once we're you know struggling, and if all hope is lost, then you know I, I just be a little cautious about that because while the season might be at loss, I don't think our future is at loss. Now the one player I guess I'd be willing to trade, and I've mentioned it before, is Andreas Janssen just because I don't think Janssen is a long term solution. Janssen is a little bit of a wild card. I described him during the course of this offseason, just because like you know uh, I, I respected what he did for the Toronto Maple Leafs a couple seasons ago but at the same time it's just like you know while he's having a good year right now let's face it is is he going to have it next season that's uh something i'm a little um you know, confused about, but I'm not giving up on Johnson quite yet, but at the same time, this is a business and we do need to start thinking worst case scenario. And I think Andreas Johnson, if he continues to do what he's doing, so 30 games played, he has nine goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 19 points, plus minus of uh, plus six. So, you know, he's doing well in that sort of category, but the last five games. He's really done little to nothing. So when looking at uh, his overall production, zero goals, zero assists, zero points, obviously, and he has a plus minus of negative four now the excuses you could give him are like you know the devils are on a six game losing streak everyone's been struggling uh, look at his line mates look at his help and i get that and i hear you but at the same time i expect just a little bit of better production from andreas jansen just because like we were talking so good about him earlier this year but you know look at his game against the philadelphia flyers he had a plus minus of negative three so uh, i'd say that was one of his uh worst performances of the season just because when he was on the rink it didn't seem like he was doing us any favors but at the same time that's what i'm talking about he's a little bit of a wild card so i don't know which player am i am i going to get am i going to get hot uh, andreas johnson where you know he's making a great impact where he's helping our team or am i going to get cold johnson in, in which what, what i'm getting the last Five or so games or what I got um, just last year in which you know he's not really making much a, of an impact he's going to be in the bottom six he uh, is pretty much a liability out there he's not really uh, helping us uh, offensively because if he's not helping us offensively he's certainly not helping us defensively I'm just saying so you know I really need his offense to just you, you know uh, be there for us night in and night out and be somewhat consistent just because like I said his defense is a little bit of a question mark but overall You know, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm not really willing to trade anybody, you know, too quickly. I'm just going to sit down and think about all the possibilities. And my thing for Andreas Janssen and the article talked about it, which was the fact that since his defense is a question mark, maybe you could talk the Devils down from a first round pick to maybe a second round draft pick, third round draft pick. I don't know what the case might be. But in my opinion, I want a prospect and I want a first round pick from a contending team for the services of Andreas Janssen in my opinion because like look what he did for the Toronto Maple Leafs look what he's doing for a uh, very bad team right now D- during the past uh, like few months or so like he's put up pretty respectable numbers so my thing is is like you know if you want Andreas Janssen he's going to definitely take off for you but you know I'm gonna want something uh if, if you do get to uh where you want to get to in terms of where you want to place in the playoffs so obviously everyone wants to win but you know people are a little more realistic. So I think the goal for the Edmonton Oilers is to get out of the first round and just try to make themselves, uh, uh, you know, Stanley Cup champions once again. But uh, at the same time, it's just like, you know, let's crawl before we walk. They just want to get out the first round. So I think Andreas Johnson can certainly help them in that regard. So let me know what you guys think. Is there a player you're willing to trade if that time does come around? Or are you satisfied with what we got now? Should we try to just buy somebody uh, by the string of luck, whatever the case might be? So I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts. So hit me up at Locked On Devils as for today's episode. That's about all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go devils. And once again, thanks for listening. And it is game day as we take on the Buffalo Sabres. And I will have my post-game reaction for you guys in tomorrow's episode.